we welcome you. I'm thankful that you guys are here this morning. It's great to, to see uh, new faces and a friend of mine back there just walked in. I, I thank God for that. Um, the walkers are here with us this morning. Uh, I, I'm just, I, feel, I feel the joy of the Lord this morning. It's a great thing because that's not something that I've always felt in my life until I began to know who Jesus Christ was. Because joy, peace, that all felt awkward before. I don't know about that. I don't know why it makes me feel so weird and so awkward. I don't feel that way today. I receive that love, that joy, and that peace that comes from him and only him. And I don't want to lose that. And I don't want to give that up. And I don't want to give it away because I'm thankful for it today. A couple of announcements. Um, we have what we call here this morning. It's called the Word. I, think, uh, I believe that you can read the Bible from uh, it's a, uh, a one-year study. We have it for children. We have it for adults. Um, we also have it in Spanish for, for those that would like to have it in Spanish. Um, those are available in the back room there on the table. Um, we're going to have a hyphen event coming up, youth and hyphen event coming up on January the 31st. I mean, December 31st. Sorry about that. I'm way ahead of myself. December the 31st. It's going to be a great time of fellowship. All the young people. I don't know. I think there's an age, age limit. Um, 13 and up. Uh, come on out. It's going to be a great time of fellowship, ministry, and the word. Uh, there'll be some snacks. Um, I believe, I think we're encouraged to bring five bucks. Uh, so if you could bring $5, please, that'd be great. Um, next Sunday, next Sunday, you guys might want to mark this in your calendar. We'll be going to a 10 a.m. service. We're bumping up half an hour. So it's going to be great, great time. Uh, this, I, I think it's awesome. So that's going to be January the 2nd, January the 2nd. And also um, next Sunday is also we're going to have a 6 p.m. service in the evening. A 6 p.m. service. This service is for those that are desiring to, to teach a Bible study, to learn more, to go deeper into the Word of God. And this is available to everybody. Everybody can come and be a part of this ministry. Um, I'll tell you that you know, there's also the Timothy Project that we have online. If you want to just kind of do that also at home and learn more about the Word of God and, and the search for truth and how we teach Bible studies and how we're constantly being a conduit to the Lord and reaching the people. And uh, if you want to come, you're more than, more than welcome to come, and you're invited to do that. Um, I'd like to dismiss the, the teachers this morning. Um, yeah, <laughs> and we all are going to be having a, a, church, uh, a church fast that's coming up this, I believe it's January the 3rd, starting January the 3rd for the first five days. Um, we have uh, one of the brothers is putting together a, a chart so that we can all sign up and, and continue in a continued fast throughout the entire month of January. I'm excited for that. You know, I know at times it can be hard to, to separate and separate and disconnect from, the, from uh, social media, from the plate. <laughs> uh, that's very hard for me, but um, I'll push through that. Uh, but praise God. I'm thankful that you guys are here this morning. Let's keep our elder in prayer as he's ministering in, in, in uh, Puyallup this morning. We always want to keep him in prayer. Um, I'm thankful this morning that we have uh, really, really, really good friends and people in the body, uh, Brother Lewis and Sister Julie. Um, I'd like to dismiss the kids before I, I go keep going forward, but kids, you're dismissed. 411? 
4 to 11, I believe. So, um, but this morning, we're going to have a great time in ministry. And I will just ask that you be open. And let's just open our spirits to the word of God and what he wants to do because he desires to speak with us this morning. He desires to minister us this, to us this morning. And if we're open, his word will get in. And if we're open, we'll receive it and we'll take it and, and apply it to our life. But um, I'd like to invite Brother Lewis and Sister Julie this morning to, to minister from the word of God this morning. And... Uh, in Jesus' name. Praise God. We are arguing who's going to go first up there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's good to see everybody. There's a big gap right there. I think those people in the back can come and sit and fill those spaces. No, no. <laughs> I'll be looking at nobody. Well, you guys can be seated. You guys can be seated. It's really good to see Jessica and Harvey and your family. Missed you. Um, good to see everybody. Um, can we just pray before we open the word and start talking about the word? And um, I don't want to speak my opinion. I don't want to speak things that are not of God. I want him to speak today. And um, I want to receive what he has to say today. And so if we can pray that today, okay? Father, Lord God, we come before you, Jesus. We love you and we worship you, Lord. You're the reason, Lord God, that we're here in this place. And, Father, we yield our hearts to you, our minds, our spirits, Father, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord, that you would anoint our ears and our eyes and our heart to receive of you, Lord God. Lord, I ask you to anoint these lips of clay, Father, Lord God. They are yielded to you and your purpose and your will, Lord God. Lord Jesus, take commandment over this word today, Lord God, to commandment over our minds, Father, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, we love you and we worship you. In Jesus' name. Um, I'm going to open up to Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And... Uh, you know, the Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. You and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. You know, when I was in going to nursing school, or before even nursing school, I had to learn about the biology of the body. It is a mystery to me, a great mystery to me, how much this physical body aligns with the word of God and his body. It amazes me. And when I was in, uh, I think it was biology 101, and I started learning about some of the functions of the body, and thought, how do people go to school and learn about the body and how it functions and not believe that there was a creator, that there's no God? I can't understand that because it's amazing and wonderful and perfect. And um, that's just a little side note there. <laughs> First Thessalonians 5:21, we're going to start at. And I guess I first should get there. Uh, 
I'm going to read it in the Amplified. Give me just a moment, guys. I'm struggling with my pages. I have to just look up there. There you go. Oh, right there. It is right there. There it is. All right, it says, but test all things carefully so you can recognize what is good, hold firmly to which is good, abstain from every form of evil and withdraw and keep away from it. There is an organ in our body, two of them. They're a pair, and they're called kidneys. And they have a purpose in our body because not everything that you and me take into our body or produce in our body is good for us. Not everything you receive, not everything you consume is good for you. And the body's really good about sending that to a place of waste. It's no good. We'll get rid of it. And it uses the kidneys to do that. But it does something else. There are things that our body needs, like sodium and potassium and different elements that our body needs. And if we get rid of those things, our body won't function. The heart, the lung, like everything. The cells in your body won't function without those elements. And so it needs it. So the kidney holds on to those and sends those back into the body. We hold on to what is good and get rid of what is not good. Okay? Proverbs I'm going to read it in the Amplified because I just really like the Amplified. I like how it breaks it up a little bit. And it says, Also, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge. And he who hurries with his feet, acting impulsively and proceeding without caution, or analyzing the consequences, sins, misses the mark. That's what sin is. It's missing the mark. You ever made a bad decision and you're like, oh, man, I shouldn't have did that? Like you, the consequences were like, man, I wish I would have never did that. Do you ever go back and think about the decision and how fast it happened, how quick and unthoughtful it was? It is not good for a person to be without knowledge. Or to act impulsively and proceeding without caution. In Galatians, it says that if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
In Ephesians 5.15, Paul says, Therefore see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with the wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. There are things that we have to hold on to there are things that we have to get rid of, but we have to feel, we have to filter them. And how do we filter it? How do I decide what's good and what's bad? How does the body decide what's good and what's bad? I have to have a filter. I have to have kidneys, right, to help me do that in the physical body. You and me have a great gift, and it looks, maybe yours is a little different, but looks like this. There are, you can go and read so many stories where men have acted impulsively and made decisions that had great consequences. I mean, it is full of it. We have to be careful. We cannot be impulsive. I'm, I'm thankful for the grace of God that I have been. I've been impulsive. I've, I've made decisions that, man, I wish I would have never did that. But by the grace of God, he helped corrected that balance in my life. The kidneys do that too. When it gets out of balance, it helps correct it. But we need the filter. You can't live without it. You cannot live a good life without this. You cannot make good decisions without this. If the only time that you're using this is on Sundays, Thursdays, you're in danger. You're unhealthy. You might need... Uh, some dialysis because your kidneys can't work just twice a week third john verse three For I was greatly pleased when some of the brothers came from time to time and testified to your faithfulness to the truth of the gospel message. That is how you are walking in truth. This truth is so important. 
and we have to walk in it. And, you know, walking isn't just like this, you know, it's not talking about a literal walk, you know. I'm walking with my Bible in my hand. That's it. Walking refers to the way we live, you and me live. How we regulate our life. How we conduct ourselves. How we pass our time. Does it align with this? Does the way I walk, I live my life, the way I go in day in and day out, does it align with the word of God? Or is it just some nice words that feel good when I hear them? The Bible says that his word is truth. It's a lamp unto my feet. Have you ever walked in the dark? I have a few times and it's horrible. You don't want to watch it. I'm stumbling, I'm stubbing my toe, I'm knocking my knees on things and making a rack, and I look a fool probably. But his word is a lamp unto my feet. It, I won't stumble if I have his word. I won't bang my knees up against things and I won't injure myself. Because his word is truth. And it will lead and guide me. You and me can't do this life without his truth and his spirit. It must be what leads us and guides us. We have to hold on to what is true and let go of what is not good. Um, I love you all and thankful that I got to be here with you. And I'm going to pass this over to my husband. It's his turn. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. I, uh, I have a great love and respect for my wife. The way the Lord uses her. Amen. I, uh, I've grown to love that in our relationship. Uh, why don't we turn our Bibles to, uh, let's go to Isaiah chapter 66. I'm going to read a couple verses there. Thus saith the Lord, heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? Verse 2, for all those things hath my hand made. And all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. 
we have to have a fear, a filter of the word of the Lord deep inside of us, of where God's taking us and where God's leading us. I, uh, yesterday as I was gathered there with my family and friends, they're all our family. God has developed a great love inside of me that wasn't there. It wasn't present before. It made me uncomfortable sometimes feeling it when God was putting it inside of me, placing it there. And uh, as we prayed together there, we opened our gifts, tamales. (laughs) And man, they were so good. Except one of those salsas, man, it was hot. And sometimes I can't, I can't take that heat like I used to when I was younger. <laughs> it burns, it just makes me uncomfortable. So I try to stay away from it, you know. Uh, my daughter often sometimes makes the good salsa, you know, the green kind that's not very, very hot. And, uh, you know, I'm okay with that one, putting it on my tamales. But as we were there, you know, the Lord, he, he spoke to us there in my living room. And uh, as I began to talk, the Lord reminded me. Of what it was about. Of what our coming together was about. About spending time with him. No matter where you're at. Or where you're going. My wife referenced that. He is a light. Unto our feet. A light unto our path of where we're walking and where we're going. And he will bring to light the things that we need to hear and what we need. The Bible says that he supplies all our need when we have a need. And at that moment and that time when I spoke, I said, when we come together, it's not just about you know, filling time when we go out and we buy presents or whatever it is that we seek to, fu- to fulfill our need, the fleshly needs. We, I hope everybody takes time in what they do, you know, and choosing the right gift and the right present because man that is fun you know of doing that of you know finding the right gift and uh 
God wants us to spend our time wisely in him. He wants to be the center of our time and place. As you read in the scripture. The place that we've made for him. Uh, let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 11. It's important that we fill our time with him. That we're not just wasting time. But I want my time to be precious. We only get one life. Chapter 11. And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples. He departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the words of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? John was a prophet of the Lord. His vessel he chose from birth, just as he has chosen each and every one of you. Each and every one of you have a place in God's kingdom of what he's doing in your life and where he's taking and leading you. Zacharias was his father in the temple. John had a great place there with him. Following after Zacharias. Giving sacrifices in the temple. But there was an obedience of God's word that came unto John. To follow after the Lord. To be sent out where he never imagined where he would be. That's not a place he thought that he was going to end up. It's not where we think that we should be. Because God has plans for us. And it's not our plans. He has an expected end for you. Of where he's taking, guiding, and leading you. This is what he did with John. He spoke to him. And John, at his word, put on camel's hair, locusts, and honey to be sent out into the wilderness. I don't know. I think I might have probably asked the Lord for two camel skins. In case it gets cold at night. But John was obedient to God's word. A singleness of eye. Of where God was taking him and leading him. Singleness of God's word. 
God's faith being produced out of him. Of going where he needed to go for the Lord. No matter what he could not see. Or no matter what made him uncomfortable. He went out following after God. Because the Lord says he's given to each and every one of us a measure of faith. Every one of us has a measure of faith. But you have to cultivate it. It has to be produced in you through him. The closer you get. The closer that you abide in him. The place that you have made for him. Father. I'm making. I'm making you a temple here for. Where I will abide with you and you with me. So that you can lead and guide me. We got to do that men. In our homes, wherever it is God is leading and guiding us, we got to make a place where he abides. Because the times are evil. We live in a dark place and a dark time. But I'm so glad that we have him as our light shining through, guiding and leading us. What would I do without light? Let's read uh, verse 4. Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Oh, by the way, John. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Blessed is he who is not offended in me. Of where I'm taking him. Of how I'm using him. Where you're going to go. Where he's going to send you. What he's going to do in your life. Of what he's asking you to take out of your life. Of what you have to filter through and leave behind. Because there are some things that aren't good for you. And he said, blessed is he who is not offended of me. Lord, I want you to use me. Wherever it is I go. Whatever you decide to do in my life. I want to be a part of it. We struggle with that because we're trying. Sometimes our flesh is trying to do its own will. It's being led of its own desires, its own impulses and passions. I remember Joey. Yeah. He, uh, he was going, you know, through uh, college. And uh, he called me. And he said, hey, Lewis, I'd like to borrow your truck. I need to move all my stuff down to the college. 
and he went. And man, he had all his stuff over there. And it wasn't but a couple of days. He called me and told me, Lewis, I don't know. I can't. This is not where I'm supposed to be. It's God's taken me into a different direction. And if I know if I'm here, my walk with God won't continue. And he called us. And we went, and those days, man, we, in one day, a couple hours, we packed everything up, and boom, he was out of there. He was back, because God had a different purpose for him. I don't think he minds me sharing that, that with you, because it's something that God was doing in him. I, uh, I never imagined myself going to Mattawa. But God led me there. He opened a door there. And when I met Jose Luis, he changed my life. He was doing things in me that he didn't know what was taking place. But God had a plan for us. God had a purpose of knitting us together. Each and every one of us that's obedient to God's word. When he brings us together, he filters out that which is unclean. He makes us wise to that which is clean. To obtain it. To walk in it. To follow after it. He says in verse 8. But what went ye out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that were soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see a prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thee, before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of woman, where hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist now withstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prepared 
prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. have ears to hear I hope that you're hearing with your spirit listening with spiritual ears seeing with spiritual eyes of where God is trying to take you what he's trying to do in you where he's leading you can we all stand this morning Father, we're here, Father, in your presence. If you could just close your eyes and think upon him and what he's doing in your life, where he has called you to, where he is calling you. If you have heard his voice, if you can answer his calling, Father, I desire you, hallelujah. Come on, God's doing a work here this morning. He's doing a work. If you'll hear his voice, he can do something. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You and you alone are worthy, Father. You are Lord. Hallelujah. I worship you. Hallelujah. Come on, if God is talking to you right now, I'm opening up this altar to you right now. Hallelujah. If his word has spoken to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I want to be led of you right now. Hallelujah. Come on, this altar's open. Come on, make your way up here. Hallelujah. Father, I worship you. I worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, you're worthy. Hallelujah. You're worthy of all praise and worship. Hallelujah. I give you all the praise and worship. Hallelujah. We're not here just spending time, Father, Lord God, Jesus, but I want my time to be fulfilled in you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Blessed be your name, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus.